before I begin, I just want to quickly revise from uh, last week. Last week, we were doing on rest. Remember, we were doing on rest on how to enter God's rest. So the author of Hebrew says that make every effort to enter into God's rest. Make every effort. God's rest is not a one-time event. It does not happen in a particular season. God's rest is made available for us right now in the here and now. It is made available for us right now. It's a lifestyle. So what God is inviting us in is not just an event. He's inviting us into a lifestyle, into a lifestyle of trusting in him. We can trust him today because he is good. We can trust him today because he is faithful. In spite of how we respond to him, in spite of our merits, he is always faithful. Whether we are sincere or not, he is always faithful. Whether we follow him or not, he is always good. He is the good shepherd who would pursue that one sheep, leave the 99 behind, pursue that one sheep because he is that faithful. You matter to him. You matter to God. So rest is not a one-time event that God is calling us into. Rest is a lifestyle of trusting in him. We don't have to wait for another time. We can rest in God today. So I believe that you've been staying on this word and you've been resting in God in spite of all the work and all the circumstances, all the deadline, all the assignment and task. You can rest in God today because it's not just about resting from work. It is about resting through whatever you're doing, you're resting in God. So the question is, why are we usually so stressed out? If stress is not our portion and rest is, why are we usually stressed out? It is because we are trying to work this. We are trying to work everything that we have, like our deadlines, our job, our tasks, our assignments. We are trying to live through this life in our own self-efforts. When God wants to do things through us, when God is seeking partnership, what we like to do is work things out in our own self-efforts. We want to do it in our, on our own ways, right? We want, to, we want to trust our feelings. We want to trust our thoughts. We want to trust our wisdom. We want to trust our understanding. We put so much confidence in our own flesh that we get so burnt out. We are always striving, 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 striving. And the more we strive, the more it feels like, you know, we are heading nowhere. So this is the reason why we are stressed out. Because we believe that we know what is good for us. I know what is good for me. I know what I want. Instead of trusting God, instead of trusting that he knows what is the best for us, we trust in ourselves more than we trust God. We want to be independent. We want to trust in our own thoughts and feelings and understanding. So I want, I want you to take this verse in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. We are continuing on receiving from rest, receiving through rest. So that is the major topic today also. But let's read Hebrews 5, verse 13 to 14. It says, For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. 
but solid food is for the mature for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil i'll repeat that again solid food is for the mature for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil why are we stressed out because we depend too much on our thoughts we depend too much on our abilities we depend too much on our feelings we think that we know what is good for us and here the author is saying it is only the mature who can who can distinguish good from evil only the mature it takes a mature person who has who has trained himself okay it takes a mature person who has trained himself by constant practice to distinguish good from evil so if you think that you know what is good if you think you know what is evil i am telling you you're just assuming because it takes a mature person it takes it it takes a significant amount of training to practice so that you can distinguish good from evil see since the time we are born we just assume that we know what is good we know what is evil remember when you were children you would be so stubborn i want this i want that because you thought that you knew what is good what is evil you you thought you knew what you wanted you thought you knew what is the best for you so see we assume that we can distinguish good from evil it's a, it's an assumption that we are making think about this in relationships why do we argue with each other why do we fight with each other why is there racial discord why is there so much of division inside the church because we think that we know the best we assume that we know better than anybody else i am fighting because i know what is right the other person is wrong i have to be right somehow i have seen this when it comes to topics of faith i realize that anything that begins to question my belief system it it starts feeling like you know it starts to threaten me so i would rather ignore it and not deal with it anything that begins to question my belief system because why because for all these years i have you know accumulated these belief system these are strong principles that i have they can't be wrong they can't be wrong so i would leave no room for self doubt or no room for skepticism that i could be wrong and i'm asking you today even before i begin can you leave some room for doubt and skepticism for what you think and believe is it possible that what you think and believe is wrong and can you leave some room so that you can correct yourself see we assume that we know the best we assume that we know it all we assume but it's an illusion it's an illusion of our minds that we are living in if we were just humble enough just to accept you know what i can also be wrong and i want to learn i want to be humble i want to learn what it means to distinguish good from evil because understand guys that it takes a mature person one who is skilled it takes a significant practice to distinguish good from evil see in the kingdom our christian age 
does not determine maturity you can say that i was born again like 15 years ago i am like you know my christian age is 15 years old it doesn't matter guys your maturity does not depend on how old you are your maturity depends on how skillful you are in god's word how skillful you are in god's word so we assume that we know what is good we assume we know what is evil but it takes a mature person now now the question is why do we think why do we think like this why do we assume that we know it all why do we think that we know what is good and what is evil why do we think like this the short answer is deception we are all deceived see the thing is a person who is deceived does not know that they are deceived isn't that right yeah we are all deceived now how are we deceived because what we know as good or evil is not an accurate understanding of what is good or evil it's a very subjective understanding is a subjective understanding based on what we have learned over the years it's a subjective understanding based on what we have experienced through the years it's not an accurate understanding only god has an absolute accurate understanding of what is good what is evil our understanding of what is good and what is evil can keep changing can keep changing based on time based on place based on situations based on circumstances based on the change of location but only god has an absolute accurate understanding of what is good and what is evil turn with me to genesis chapter 2 verse 15 the lord god took the man and put him in the garden of eden to work it and keep it and the lord god commanded the man saying you may surely eat of every tree of the garden but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die see this verse says this verse shows the intention of god when he put adam and eve in the garden he put them in the garden and god gave adam responsibility to take care of the garden see work is not a curse guys please understand this work is a blessing from god work is a blessing from god what is a curse is the stress of the work and in jesus god wants you to rest in him while you work work is not a curse work is a blessing is it possible that you can work without stress absolutely yes when you rest in god you can work without being stressed out now why are we stressed out okay that is what i'm trying to address here when god asked adam you know when god is talking to adam over here he asked him specifically not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil see there were so many trees in the garden so many trees including the tree of life god did not forbade them from any of those trees except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so what does it mean somewhere god was hinting them hey you can eat from the tree of life you can eat from any tree including the tree of life but don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil why because if you when you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you will die see 
understand this guys when adam and eve when they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil they were not punished by god okay let me rephrase that it was a consequence see eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil there's a consequence to that fruit and the consequence is death god did not say see god did not say hey if you eat from this tree i will kill you god did not say that god said if you eat from this tree you will die death is a consequence death is not a punishment from god death is a consequence of adam's action it's like saying if you jump from a 10th floor you know a 10th story building if you jump from the terrace you will die it doesn't mean that if you jump from it then i'll kill you you see the difference see one is a consequence one is a punishment and god is saying hey hey guys i think i'm thinking the best for you you can eat from any tree including the tree of life but don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because when you eat the consequence is death the consequence is death and god is saying choose life over death basically god is giving them the choice he's saying i give you life i give you death and i'm telling you don't don't choose death choose life over death isn't that amazing see what does the knowledge of good and evil do the knowledge of good and evil is is the one that is creating an illusion in our minds is creating a perception in us that we know what is good we know what is evil see we i thought i'll i'll cut the we i thought that if i was in the garden if i was in place of adam i would never eat from the knowledge of good and evil i would choose the tree of life but ask yourself if today you were given a choice if you had to choose from the knowledge of good and evil and to choose from the tree of life what would you choose what would you choose i'm telling you every day we are making this choice between these two trees if you are judging yourself if you are measuring yourself you are partaking from the tree of knowledge of good and evil what is the tree of knowledge of good and evil it just tells you what is good what is evil it gives you a subjective perception of what is good and what is evil and we are constantly judging ourselves i am not good enough or i am better than him my my salary is better than him i am more skillful than him we are constantly measuring and judging ourselves and each other what is that it is partaking from the knowledge of good and evil so let's read genesis chapter 3 verse 4 to 5 what does the knowledge of good and evil do genesis chapter 3 verse 4 to 5 but the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die for god knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like god knowing good and evil what does the knowledge of good and evil does the knowledge of good and evil creates an illusion within ourselves deceives us in thinking that we can be like god now understand this in genesis 127 it's clearly says that god created man in his own image right he created both male and female in his own image so if adam and eve were already created in the image of god then why is the serpent specifically hinting that if you eat from this tree you will be like him what is he suggesting what is he suggesting you know what he is hinting is 
you can be like god without having god in the equation yes you are created in the image of god yes you are made in his likeness but you don't need him to be in the picture see what what the devil was suggesting to them was you can live your life the way you want without god telling you what to do what the devil was suggesting was independence how long are you going to live like this adam how long are you going to be in complete dependence of what god tells you to do how long do you want god to look over your shoulders live your own life have your own life make your own choices you be the god of your life that is what the devil was hinting and this is exactly what the knowledge of good and evil does it gives us an illusion that we are the god of our lives i know what is best for me i don't need anybody to tell me my parents no they don't know what's good my pastor no of course not i know what is good for me i know because i have studied much i have enough experience i have the expertise i know what is good i i i i i i me myself what it does is it deludes us it creates an illusion in our mind making us believe that we are like god without having god in the picture see the knowledge of god the, the knowledge of good and evil what it does is it separates us from god it separates us from god that's why god said if you eat from the tree you shall die death is separation the knowledge of good and evil separates us from god and god never wanted that for us that's why he said don't eat from that tree see the what what god intended for us was that we derive the knowledge of good and evil in this relationship that we have in this relationship that we have with him that we trust in him for him to decide what is good what is evil he never wanted us to be the judge he wanted us to trust in him he wanted us to depend on him in this relational journey that we have that's why it is about a relationship god reveals when god reveals himself to man he reveals himself as yahweh elohim which means a relational god he's saying hey i am elohim i am the almighty one but to you i am somebody who wants to have a relationship with so god wanted adam and eve to live a life trusting in him depending on god to know what is good what is evil but here the devil is saying hey you don't need god you can decide for yourself how long are you going to trust god for what is good what is evil and isn't that what the temptation today we have to you can live in complete independence why do you need god now the thing is the knowledge of good and evil it creates an illusion that we know the best and then what it does is it separates us not just from god it separates us from people as well think about this what was the first thing that adam and eve did when they ate from the knowledge of good and evil they ran away and they started hiding themselves we think that it is god who hides himself from us when we sin but it is adam and eve who hid themselves we think that god is so angry at us that he will be so ashamed of us that we can't stand in his presence but you see god came looking for them and it is adam and eve who run away who separate themselves 
why because it is a knowledge of good and evil that condemns you it is a knowledge of good and evil that accuses you it is a knowledge of good and evil that tells you that you should be ashamed of your actions where god is still opening his arms he wants to embrace you he wants to say hey will you just come back to me let me sort this out rather than you trying to fix this by yourself knowledge of good and evil guys it's not good it's not good because it makes you independent see god always loved them and he still loved them even after they ate from the tree but they could not experience his love why because they were so self focused the knowledge of good and evil just put the whole focus on them created an illusion that this is good this is evil it made them so self dependent that they forgot who god is they forgot the goodness of god they forgot the love of god the tree of knowledge of good and evil guys it is absolutely bad let me tell you it is bad you know why because it is a tree of judgment it is a tree of measurement it delusions us to think that we are the god of our lives and that we are superior to others our ego stems from it remember when we get angry man how dare he speaks to me like that does he know who i am what is happening it's knowledge of good and evil acting up we think that we are superior why do we have casteism why do we have classism why do we have all kinds of ism in the world that separates us from each other is because of the superiority complex that comes from the knowledge of good and evil that makes us think that we know what is good we know what is evil but we don't only god has an accurate understanding Are you still with me, guys? Why didn't God want us to know good and evil? See, God wanted us to choose life over death. He never forbid them the tree of life. He wanted us to choose life over death. See, read with me, John chapter seventeen, verse three. John seventeen, verse three says, "And this is eternal life, that they know you." the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent what is eternal life knowing god knowing jesus eternal life is not simply having a long life eternal life is not simply having an immortal life eternal life is knowing god do you think it's a coincidence that jesus is using the same analogy of tree of life and the knowledge of good and evil because both are knowledge one is knowing god and the other is knowing good good and evil knowing god gives us life knowing good and evil produces death but we think that we should know more good and more evil that's why we do our studies we do so much of our studies just to know what is good what is evil but it is knowing god that gives life and knowing good and evil produces death one is an intimate knowledge intimate knowledge that comes from relationship the other is an intellectual knowledge that creates a superiority complex that not just separates us from god but separates us from ourselves also i'll give you an example when adam and eve were in the garden just after eve was created when adam saw eve what did he say 
bone of my bones flesh of my flesh my goodness what loving words were coming out of his mouth oh man you belong to me you are mine you were taken out from my flesh you are mine that is what adam is saying but the moment he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil what does he say this woman whom you created he does not want to take ownership of this woman anymore bone of my bone flesh of my flesh is gone why because this is what the knowledge of good and evil does it it separates you not just from god it separates you from people because you think you know what is good what is evil in comparison to knowing good and knowing evil god wants you to know him when you know jesus you have life choose life over death choose life over death guys don't choose good or evil don't choose condemnation don't choose accusation don't choose judgment choose life choose to know jesus choose to know the goodness of god choose to know him relationally that is life that is life see paul in romans he talks about living in the flesh and when when we learn about living in the flesh it does not mean living in the body living in the flesh is a mindset what is a mindset the mindset that i know it i can do it on my own i don't need anybody that mindset that mindset of self effort that mindset of independence that mindset that i don't need god to be involved in my life that separation mindset is living in the flesh living in the flesh is equal to operating from the knowledge of good and evil they are both the same when we operate from good and evil when we think that we know best and we operate from good and evil we are actually separating ourselves from god and people and we are living in the flesh and the mind of the flesh is always death guys the mind of the flesh is always death see guys i just want to encourage you today by saying you don't have to strive today you don't have to do this by yourself you can trust in god you can surrender to his goodness you don't have to figure everything out and say i have to do this i have to you know work out on my behavior i have to read more books and i'm saying please understand this i'm not saying don't read more books i'm just saying that mindset that says that that mindset that wants to figure things out by your own the self effort you don't want god in the picture but you're like i need to do this i need to do something about my life but i'm saying you can do it with god in the picture that is a tree of life whenever you involve and include god in your daily moments in your daily activities in the mundane things of life in your thoughts in your feelings that is when you are partaking from the tree of life god i need help you know the word of god that i want to release over you today is it is not by your might it is not by your power it is by the spirit says the lord this by the spirit says the lord see even in your weakness god's strength can be perfected even in your weakness god's strength can be perfected because it is not by your might it's not by your power it is by the spirit so trust in him lean not on your own understanding trust in him in everything trust in him don't strive today rest in him partner with him make him your business partner make him your academic partner make him whatever you are doing make him your partner of your life let him do it 
let him help you let him advise you don't don't become independent of him don't separate yourself from him he wants to be more than he wants to be more than willing he is more than willing to be involved in your life involve him rest in him actively 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 believing and knowing actively believing and knowing that he is good so let me repeat what flesh means okay the flesh in the greek comes from the word sarx s a r x sarx now when you read john the gospel of john uh, it says the word became flesh that talks about body so you have to understand it in the context when john is talking when john uses the word sarx when john uses the word flesh he is talking about body but when paul is using it in romans 8 he is not talking about body he is talking about a mindset a mindset a mindset that says that you don't need god a mindset that says that i can do this by my own i don't need god i don't need anybody i am sufficient enough that mindset is flesh now let me show you an example okay i love this story from from the gospels so turn with me to luke chapter 5 I'm reading from verse three. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, "Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch." And Simon answered, "Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets." and when they had done this they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink but when simon peter saw it he fell down at jesus knees saying depart from me for i am a sinful man o lord you know the story the story is Jesus says Jesus says you know put put your nets in the deep and Simon says hey we've been doing this the whole night we've caught nothing but just because you said it i'm going to obey you and he does it and they catch a whole load of fish right and when they do that Simon Peter what he does is he falls at Jesus knees he falls down and he says depart from me for i am a sinful man o lord see you know what a lot of times most of our prayers are like this depart from me o god because i am sinful depart from me because i am evil i am so bad i am a wretched man i am like a worm i am like an ant we think that these are really good pleasing prayers to god but i want to show you another example come with me john chapter 21 verse 3 to 7 this is after jesus resurrection John chapter 21 Simon Peter said to them I am going fishing they said to him we will go with you they went out and got into the boat but that night they caught nothing just as day was breaking Jesus stood on the shore yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus Jesus said to them children do you have any fish they answered him no 
he said to them cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some so they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish that disciple whom jesus loved said to peter it is the lord when simon peter heard that it was the lord he put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea did you notice that the story in both is so similar that they did not catch any fish in the night and now jesus is telling them you know you do this and they catch a whole lot of fish but see the difference is in the response of peter in in the first one peter says depart from me for i am a sinful man but in the second one what he does is he puts on his outer garments he throws himself into the sea and swims towards jesus in one he wants to move away from jesus in the other time he wants to come towards jesus see let me tell you guys this story is right after peter denying jesus three times on the day of you know on the day when jesus was betrayed peter denies jesus saying that i don't know him i don't know who this person is even after denying jesus when he he knows that it is jesus he runs towards him he swims towards him what changed what changed peter earlier you were all like i'm a sinful man but now even after denying you want to walk towards him you want to run towards him what changed what do you think changed because earlier he was self focused he was looking at his sinfulness the next time what happens is he is christ focused is looking at the goodness of how good christ is he is assured that in spite of my sinfulness in spite of how bad i am he was assured that christ can restore him that's why he does not run away he runs towards christ and i'm telling you guys if you are struggling through sin if you are struggling through weaknesses don't run away from god trying to fix it by yourself run towards him let him fix it for you run towards him be christ focused don't operate from the knowledge of good and evil be christ focused know that he is good know that he loves you what was the difference between peter and judas judas betrays him peter denies him but one gets restored and one commits suicide think about that guys what i'm telling you is life and death if you try to work this out on your own you will die but if you surrender to his goodness you will live you will have life can you trust in god today in everything that you do lean not on your own understanding lean not on your own thought lean not on your own self effort but trust in god trust in god involve him know that he is good he is there for you he is with you he wants to be involved in your life he is more than willing he is more than willing to be there for you come back to hebrews chapter 5 let me finish that verse hebrews chapter 5 verse 13 to 14 hebrews chapter 5 verse 13 to 14 for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child but solid food is for the mature for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice 
to distinguish good from evil you know who is a mature person a mature person is somebody who has trained himself in the word of righteousness listen to this who has not trained himself in the in the knowledge of good and evil who has trained himself in the word of righteousness now let me tell you what is the word of righteousness because if you understand the word of righteousness you are moving towards maturity don't train yourself in the knowledge of good and evil train yourself in the word of righteousness what is the word of righteousness turn with me quickly to second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 second corinthians 5 verse 21 for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of god for our sake he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of god one more verse romans 5 verse 17 for if because of one man's trespass death reigned through that one man much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man jesus christ what is the word of righteousness the word of righteousness is this listen to this very carefully righteousness is a free gift it's not something that you can earn guys righteousness is a free gift what we are trying to earn by our good works that is not god's righteousness that is self righteousness what you are you and me are trying to earn that is self righteousness but what god has for you god's righteousness is a free gift that we can receive in jesus it's a free gift it is not earned but it can only be received we can't work for this righteousness please understand guys no amount of prayer no amount of bible reading can earn you this righteousness you can only receive This righteousness has been made available to us by the act of Jesus on the cross. How is this possible? I did not do anything for this. How is this possible? If Jesus who knew no sin could become sin for us, then of course who we who knew no righteousness can become the righteousness of God. That's how it's made possible. How can it be possible? It's possible by God. If Jesus who knew no sin, if he can become sin, then we who knew no righteousness can become the righteousness of god it's a gift don't try to work it out guys don't try to work it out don't become an expert in good and evil but just receive receive jesus today receive jesus guys receive jesus you will have righteousness you will have righteousness that is beyond the knowledge of good and evil receive jesus today no god no jesus we simply have to receive this gift be humble and just simply receive don't try to earn your righteousness see the knowledge of good and evil makes you strive makes you try to earn your righteousness i need to pray more i need to read the bible more i need to fast more i need to attend all the bible studies it makes you earn your righteousness but what jesus has for you is when you receive him you receive the free gift of god's righteousness it's a free gift don't partake from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that separates you from god but partake from the tree of life whose name is jesus know him be intentional about this relational journey that you have with him know him this relationship that you have with god is the most important relationship that you can have know him more know him more because he is good he is good the psalmist says like this oh taste and see that the lord is good blessed is a man who trusts in him oh will you taste and see how good he is 
or will you stop striving or will you stop trying to earn his favor will you stop trying to earn your righteousness will you just trust him will you just receive christ today come to him in your weaknesses in your ugly in your bad he will embrace you he will comfort you he will correct you he will change you he will transform you let him transform you instead of you trying to figure this out by yourself don't eat from the knowledge of good and evil it's death but no jesus today no jesus today no jesus today i want to say this prayer for those who want to receive jesus today if you feel like you have been striving all your life trying to make things right with god if you feel like you have been working too hard to earn his righteousness will you say this prayer with me just to receive him let's pray father we thank you for jesus we thank you for jesus we receive him we receive him thank you for reminding us that we receive him freely not by anything that we have done thank you father we receive jesus and we receive everything that he has done on the cross father we believe today that his blood has cleansed our conscience his blood has healed us of our sicknesses and our infirmities his blood has forgiven us our sins now we are set free because of who jesus is now we have a right standing with you we can look into your eyes because of who jesus is thank you we receive jesus we receive jesus into our lives we confess that he is the lord of our lives we confess that he was raised from the dead he is the lord of our lives in jesus name we pray Amen.